0: Welcome to Be The Light podcast. This podcast is about building a momentum of positive change and healing in you by shining the light on teachers and the wisdom they have to share with us to help us to remember our inner light and to continue to grow. I'm your host, Maria Kammer. Thanks for joining me today. In this episode, we will be talking to Gangaji. Gangaji is a spiritual teacher and author on natural intelligence and emotional healing. She shares a simple message that it is possible to discover that the core of your being is absolute joy and fulfillment in this moment or in any moment. As a teacher and author, Gangaji travels the world speaking to seekers from all walks of life. She shares her direct experience of the essential message she received from her teacher, Papaji, and offers it to all who want to discover true and lasting fulfillment. Today, we're talking about self-inquiry and recognizing who we are in any moment, in any condition in our lives. Thank you, Gangaji, for meeting with me and for this beautiful conversation. So thanks for meeting me here. Mm. And I want to just share with people the what you have to teach or share with or what you're doing because it's so direct. Mm. You know, I, I love that because sometimes I'm really looking for something beyond this moment. Or I like I visited you
1: mm.
0: and then I was looking for that feeling again through those memories, Mm. you know? And Mm -hmm. um, at first it was great. (laughs) I could touch Mm. that memory, that feeling of sitting with you. But um, over time it it started to become not alive. And what I love about what you share is that it's so direct. Mm. And self-inquiry, not, not you know, I wish everyone knew about self-inquiry mm. and how directly that is so that we don't take all these shortcuts or uh, not shortcuts, sorry, these long mm. winding places, which we sometimes do have to, right? But so um, thank you for your presence and mm. <laughs> yeah. So, can you ch- chat about self-inquiry and what it? What is it?
1: Well, thank you for that question. <laughs> you know, my teacher's teacher was Ramana Maharshi, and he's known as being the teacher and the transmitter of self-inquiry, and what what's been interpreted as to what that is with him, is asking yourself the question, who am I? Because you ask that question, who am I, your mind, which is trained and designed to go outward, to find objects, just as part of survival, is then somehow thrown in the opposite direction. It's thrown toward the subject, toward its subject, as the mind is object, so its source, and in that, When self-inquiry is innocent and pure, you discover yourself as the totality, that that before the objects, there is consciousness, there's beauty, there's love. But many people then heard that and began to practice self-inquiry. And who am I became like a mantra. Mm. Who am I? And waiting for the impact. And who am I? And who am I? And that's not the point of it. So I really like to play with self-inquiry and to be able to recognize that at any point in your life, any point in any day, a good day or a bad day, you can take a moment. My teacher, Papaji, said it takes 12 seconds to just stop and inquire what is here, And if you're experiencing anger or fear or despair or boredom or bliss, whatever it is, there's no right thing to be experiencing. Whatever you're experiencing, you can turn your mind not toward what that means and whether it should go away or whether it should stay, Mm -hmm. but toward the core of whatever you're experiencing. So you, you put aside the, even the good memories, or the bad memories, or the conversation that you're having with yourself about what you should do, or what happened, what should happen, and you're open to what is here. And that to me is inquiry, because the mind in that moment doesn't know what is here. So it's in a pure state of non-knowing. And in that, it can discover what's here. And the mind itself is what discovers its own source. Source always knows itself Is that. But for us as human beings who are often obsessed with our mind activity, mm-hmm. it is radical to just be able to take a moment and not follow the activity but turn toward the source of everything. And it's very good news, what's <laughs> found there. I mean, for sometimes, for some people, there's a report that, well, there's anger. And so if you stop talking about anger to yourself, there shouldn't be anger, or certainly you should be angry. But you just experience it. You discover what's underneath anger. And there may be another emotion. Most usually, there's another emotion underneath anger, and so you open to that in the same way, this innocent not knowing. And the discovery is, it's inconceivable and you recognize what's always here, whatever you're experiencing, whatever you're telling yourself about, you're experiencing. What's always here is the peace and love and truth of yourself.
0: So beautiful, because then you can, It's not just one question,
1: Mm.
0: it's every Mm. condition, every thought, every feeling Mm. to be able to come back to the, Mm. I don't know, what do you call it? The ground of, Mm. I heard you say the ground of your being or Mm. peace, love, Mm. happiness.
1: Mm. The nameless truth.
0: (laughs) The nameless truth.
1: Papaji called it the substratum, Mm. and I like that because it's really what is every energetic event is is coming from this substratum of silence and love and peace. And so in any event, we can return. We don't have to not be feeling something to discover the truth of who Mm. we are.
0: Hmm, mm, So that's so wonderful because you know sometimes it's, it was like you know I was using that memory to go there or using that one question, "Who am I?" And the yeah. mind is like, it gets old,
1: Yes or
0: something. The- so instead, just every every whatever <laughs> Well speechlessness, think- even. <laughs>
1: Yes, maybe in particular.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right now.
1: <laughs> well, the key word is it's stale. And so, you know, we, we just try to capture what is fresh. But when you capture what is fresh, as you said, you know, yes, it, it can initially evoke the state that you were you were in when you were truly fresh, but it gets stale. And so... All we have to do is tell the truth about what is stale. Mm. Is our practice stale? Is our mantra stale? Or our belief system stale? Is what we're telling ourselves stale? And in that willingness to recognize it's staleness, you can throw it out mm. and discover what's fresh. It's always fresh. So it's
0: just saying, so just noticing really, mm. and going back to that mm. What's underneath? What is un- What is that freshness here? Yeah.
1: What's still here? Yeah. What's still here? But noticing it is, of course, key, because mostly it just runs subconsciously or habitually. But when there's a desire to be free or to yeah. wake up, however that's defined, then there's a certain power that's activated in our brains, which is the maturity really. And it's the maturity to recognize what we are telling ourselves Mm -hmm. and to recognize what am I experiencing? And what is, if I experience that fully and completely in this instant with no past and no future, what is revealed? So that's the freshness. Mm
0: -hmm. And what do you think is the benefit of living that way. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Because
0: it's kind of immeasurable. Mm,
1: It is immeasurable. (laughs) Well, fulfillment is the word I often use. That which doesn't uh, mean that you don't feel angry or upset or judgmental or, or whatever other things can pass through that. But in any moment when you check, you recognize, and I'm not even prescribing that you you know you check, you check. Yeah,
0: because <laughs> <those>, that's tiresome.
1: <laughs> just, just, I'm stale. Just the willingness to recognize that one of your choices is to actually take this moment and and check what is here underneath it all. Then the peace that we're usually reaching for, or the love that we're reaching for the enlightenment that we're reaching for, is discovered to be already here. The peace is here, it's your nature. You are love. But not, I am love is something that is conceptual, but something that is directly available to you. So the purpose is, the purpose I would say in this moment in time is that you are no longer, no longer habitually at war. Mm. with yourself and with others?
0: That's a good answer. (laughs) Mm. And it's because there's so many places where I could find I'm at war with myself sometimes, where I just notice, oh, wow, that's... I'm struggling with that for no reason.
1: Ah, What am I
0: fighting myself for? Yes. You know, and... When I can, and it is, it's like this habit
1: mm-hmm.
0: where sometimes I find myself there, and then if I could just notice that and mm-hmm. where how it's making me, I feel almost outside myself. Mm-hmm. Like there's two of me, yes. right, that I'm arguing with, yeah, <laughs> and true. then maybe three or four or whatever.
1: Yeah, then that's the whole world you're arguing. Yeah, yeah. yeah my
0: neighbor and my friends are... Whatever. But if I can be at peace.
1: A a good argument, you know, can be appropriate. (laughs) Right. As you said, this habitual argument with yourself or habitual argument with the world is unnecessary suffering. And we continue it out of some sort of weird habit, let's call it conditioning which is really rooted in in our survival. And that's why for Ramana, my teacher's teacher, awakening came when he had to face the fear of death. And in our smaller inquiries, if we're just angry and we recognize, well, this is a habit and I'm recognizing I'm saying the same things to myself. But to stop that and to actually inquire to what is here in that moment you have to be willing to die to the story right or uh, why it shouldn't have happened this way why i'm the victim as legitimate as all of that may be in context just in a moment to to be free of that so that the context itself is the inquiry what is always here
0: hmm. and when we let all of that stuff die mm. in us. It's like we're letting go of can be multiple layers, mm. multiple stories at the same time. Mm. Yes. But then we can the I I just feel, yeah, you have the freedom then to relax.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: And really is it all just, just about relaxing and being yourself?
1: Yes. And then you even have the freedom to be tense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because the, the you yeah. of yourself is is the totality of the universe, and so there are planets being born and planets dying within the universe that goes by your name. There's weather, there there events, there's sunrise and sunset, but the source of it all is this is the subject. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's joyful. Your laugh is this joyful self-recognition.
0: So it's like finally being in the right subject.
1: Ah, oh, yes, that's right. For me when I met Papaji, it felt like I've said this so many times, but it bears repeating, that I had been spending my life upside down with my head and hand. And, and he just, just with a question, with a look, with a support, he just gently righted me up so that I no longer was walking around with my head in the sand. <laughs> oh, what a wonderful world is. What a mystery and a wonder all of our emotions are. And the events of the world. What a wonder that we, we have the capacity to imprison ourselves and go to war with ourselves and to hate ourselves. So when we recognize the wonder of it, we are more disengaged with the, with the, the self-torture. Mm.
0: And then more wonder. More wonder. Endless <laughs>
1: wonder. That's, that's the point. <laughs>
0: So and when we kind of touch that place, I think I just feel like you know, I forget and then I remember. I forget and I remember. I feel like the more that I remember what the true subject is,
1: <clears throat>
0: then I feel it's um it's also a uh, in a way an offering to others.
1: Yeah. You know, is way. it
0: like to my loved ones and mm. my community?
1: Mm. Yes, because you aren't suffering unnecessarily. Right. And so then the nature of yourself is, without you doing anything, shining. And then whatever you do, it, it's shining in some way. Yeah. So remembering, I I understand what you mean, and and that's true. I think what we have to remember is to check. Hmm. But if we try to remember what it is we will discover when we check, Hmm. then that's, as, as you started with, that's memory. And as sacred as that memory may be, in this moment what is true, with no looking in the past or the future. Then, the, and you're absolutely correct. Yes, as you know, the more you are willing to tell the truth to yourself, the easier easier it gets. And then it's really not a practice. It's it's obvious. <laughs> it's obvious. The staleness is obvious, and the freshness is obvious. And then it's just life, right? Yes, but life. life. <laughs> What a word, life, how big that is. What a mystery it is. And so much complexity in our willingness to be simple. We get to wonder and be in awe at the complexity of, of every aspect, and every measure, from the smallest to the largest. Yes, and that in itself, we are just, in awe and in wonder, so it's inside and outside. It's everywhere. you are. Everywhere. This,
0: I think. So one thing I think about sometimes, or maybe I think too much. <laughs> you know me; I'm always crying.
1: <laughs> I mean, beautiful. It is moistening into being
0: <laughs> permeating. <laughs> What sometimes I think what is if I'm making it up? what yeah. if it's my my mind? how do I know the difference? Do you know what? if i you know I don't want to pretend to be spiritual, you know what I mean? I don't want to be pretending anything
1: so what if you are pretending in this moment what are you pretending
0: <laughs> I'm not really right now, but you
1: know <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> Where you think, oh, maybe I've made this up, no, maybe it's yeah. not true, maybe. Well, then just, I would say, in that moment, assume you did make it up or assume it's not true. And so then you can freshly inquire well, what is here then? If that's not true, what is here? And what's under that? Because Making up has got to be a mind function, and it has to do something with past and with some state, wanted or unwanted in the past, and some something in the future, and that the present is just passing through those two states. So, I don't suggest getting into an argument with yourself. About, you know, you're not making it up. This is like <laughs> okay, surrender. I made it all up.
0: Uh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. To takes accept the making up.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's what the mind does. It, it makes up reality. It makes up unnecessary suffering. It, it makes up past. We know the past. The way we tell it's not reliable. (laughs) We change it every time we tell it. We augment it or we subtract from it. So yeah, it's made up. So what's here now? Hmm.
0: Just, Hmm. what's here in a way, right?
1: And that's fresh, isn't it? (laughs) It's true. What's here? And then there's that curiosity that comes with the intelligence of being a human being or any other animal or plant, I suppose, where you can discover, well, what am I experiencing then? Well, if I don't know what that is, what where's the experiencer? What is that made? And so, this is all what I mean by inquiry that the mind is turned inward, but so deeply inward that there's no boundary between in and out, that there's no discrete inquirer, separate from inquiry or what's covered in inquiry.
0: So it's, in a way, it's like surrendering to, no one's in charge
1: here, Mm. yes. (laughs) Yes, and that can feel like death, you know, so. And that's where it is meeting in that moment absolute vulnerability where the the magical thinking of what's protecting us or what we think will happen if we do something, while it can be quite soothing and it can point to the truth, is not needed for the resting in the truth use the word surrender, it's really that's it. Sometimes I say stop, but really this stop is about surrender. Hmm. Just be willing to recognize where you are fighting and surrender. And inquiry is is your nature. Hmm.
0: It's so mm. simple.
1: <clears throat> yes. So simple. That's the truth.
0: So one of the Books that I was reading of yours was um, freedom and resolve, and mm-hmm. I love that idea. I don't know why, but I mm-hmm. I love that idea about resolve, about vigilance. Mm-hmm. It yes. sounds like such a harsh mm-hmm. word, mm-hmm. but something's like really hitting me in my here. Like I I I feel like yeah, that it's only that. Do we have to just decide to be vigilant, mm-hmm. you, know? <laughs> no, you know? Or no. like you said, what is now or what is
1: mm-hmm. here? Well, vigilance is key because our minds are designed and conditioned and habituated to to make a past, to make a future, to make more. Mm-hmm. I mean, as human beings as a part of our species, we are in many ways designed to make more. So the vigilances can really only follow a recognition of, of who I am, of, of where peace is, where peace is always. And then with intention, choosing to be true to that, and also choosing to recognize with intention when you betray that. Mm. because there are so many opportunities to betray it. And and the betrayal takes many forms. I mean, the betrayal can be just to conceptualize it. And then if we feel an emotion that doesn't match with that concept, we start going back to war with ourselves. So, <laughs> vigilance is keeping vigil in a, an effortless way, because if it's, it requires effort, we get tired and we don't do it. We rebel against it. So it has to be gentle and soft, but the resolve, the vigilance, is also one-pointed. So it's where the, the softness and the one-pointedness meet, not as a practice, mm. but as, a, as what is natural to you. You love what you discover. You overflow in what you discover, and so in that it's very natural to keep vigil by what you discover to be true to that. And uh, you have to discover what that means in any situation, because if there's a particular formula that you overlay on it, yes, you recognize it's, well, it's not that, you know. (laughs) It becomes another prison, another war, and unnecessary suffering, maybe spiritual unnecessary suffering. Which we sometimes think is better than regular unnecessary stuff.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I found myself sitting in my meditation practice, and it was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta do this for myself. Almost like I was getting on a treadmill, you know, like I had to run the <gasps> five miles in order to feel fit. Oh. <laughs> and I had to do my yeah. 20 minutes or whatever and it's just like what am I doing mm. why do mm. we get into these things and and but I, I do want I still wanted to sit and meditate but instead of I noticed what I was mm. feeling and then I was just like I give up I give up doing that mm. I just felt like I was adding this, I felt so heavy. Mm-hmm. And then when I was like, okay, no. And it was almost like um, coming Uh-oh, back. You're breaking
1: up now. Okay,
0: let me check.
1: You were breaking up at the very end. Am, am I clear Do you? Can you hear yes. me? Yes. Great. I, I heard what you said about heavy and yes, that's right, we, we are. And that's part of keeping vigilance. We recognize when our minds make what is naturally free, something that is a burden, because that's in our minds often what we think vigilance is, that we have to carry this, or we think responsibility is some kind of duty. But when we are meditating to get something, it's already heavy. But when you are meditating just for the benefit and the pleasure or even the difficulty at times of meditation, because meditation is is so healthy for the body and for the mind and for the discipline of the mind and for the release of the mind. But we generally think it should be a certain way. But really the meditation, there it is. That's the way it is today, hard. <laughs> Difficult, and, and when we can surrender to that, then everything is a meditation. But I do, I do respect and I encourage people to spend time in meditation every day, however long it suits you, and how di- ever difficult or beautiful it may be. That, that just the fact of re- returning to be still for a period of time is a discipline. And that discipline supports vigilance, which is actually deeper than discipline. But discipline is good. The mind thrives on discipline. And and it doesn't have to be discipline with a whip, as you know. It can be discipline. But it is like, yes, this is whatever it feels like, whatever I think about it, whatever I think it should feel like, I'm here. And, And that's... It's freedom, amazingly. It's freedom to be here regardless of what else is showing up here.
0: So, being soft, being soft, mm. in, yes, you know, yes. yeah, just being soft, being soft in soft, uh, any practice or any moment.
1: Mm. You know, there it seems to me there are moments when we have to be hard or we have to shout out, or we, yeah. have, we know what, what seems like the opposite of surrender, but that can all be coming from this inherent softness that, that is integrity, which has room for shouting out and has room for contraction mm-hmm. and has room for discomfort. It's, it's soft and love at the core and then that radiates, it has its rays in all the different experiences and emotions and circumstances of life.
0: I'm so glad you said that. Uh-huh. That is uh-huh. so wonderful because we can shout out mm-hmm. from our mind, mm-hmm. right? We can shout out or stand up from our mind, yes. but it has a different quality.
1: That's right,
0: and from your center.
1: Yes, that's right. And you know the difference. It's already known. You've, you you experiences it. a, a different taste, a different. It's a different experience.
0: It is. It's more. Um, it has room, more space it, for yes. anybody to shout back. Yes. Right? Yeah, I, I do, so there <laughs> must be space. <laughs> Oh, so beautiful.
1: No. No. So beautiful.
0: So, how, so to, just to, I think I have so much gratitude for you, Thank you. and your support. Mm-hmm. And for you, just your words are mm-hmm. such
1: pointers. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, when you receive them as pointers, rather than dogma, then there's life there. And I say I have such gratitude for you, Maria, for your openness, for your huge heart and mind and dedication to food and service.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for witnessing again my tears and joy, Mm -hmm. my love for you. Mm -hmm. And um, anybody who's here now, too, it's just such a wonderful world that we live in. Mm. All of it, all the conditions, right? Mm.
1: Mm. Mm. Yes. Well, we're here. We're here and we we can meet, we can bear anything that appears here. And then there's recognition everywhere oh thank you really honored to be a part of this
0: <laughs> I'll keep listening and keep writing to you and checking in
1: yes and thank you and let the tears flow
0: <laughs> they, they will anyway so, <laughs> so, so of
1: yeah thank
0: you Thank you, Gangaji, for speaking with us today and for sharing your wisdom and pointing always to the truth, to the freedom that we have within us. If you want to find out more about Gangaji and her work, you can find her at gangaji.org. That's g-a-n-g-a-j-i.org. org. She has some incredible YouTube videos and a wonderful newsletter, and many wonderful books for you to check out for yourself and find truth and freedom in your life. Hope you enjoyed this conversation. Thank you for listening to the Be The Light podcast and for shining your light into your life, becoming part of this momentum of positive change and healing. I'm your host, Maria Kammerer. You can find out more about my work at AtuneCincinnati.com.